We're always talking about how we want to elevate the experience. The experience should be something that's very you. Yeah, you. Put some attention on you. That's one reason why you should go to hi-endpottery.com. Because all high-end products are one-of-a-kind functional art pieces. I've been inside their art studio to see how they do this. And the the craftsmanship that goes into every single two-hitter, pipe, bong, or bubblers, or even the wake-and-bakes. If you have not seen that, you've got to experience that. Because if you like doing things in the morning, coffee and a little smoke, there you go. High endpottery.com. Don't forget about the hyphen in between H-I and E-N-D. You got to be 21 years of age in order to purchase and tell them that Arrow, Arrow is sending you because they're going to waive the shipping and handling fees. Highendpottery.com. Hey, it's Arrow, and this is Play It Forward, a look at the unexpected changes endured by the entertainers, writers, camera people, and all others affected but not infected by the global invasion of the coronavirus. These are real people real stories the struggle to play it forward episode number 98 feeling all right rock and roll hall of famer dave mason and friends have taken advantage of this covid downtime mason's most iconic and heavily covered song feeling all right has gone from its 1968 appeal to a full super band fresh release dave mason and the quarantines the band features Mason, Mick Fleetwood, Sammy Hagar, Michael McDonald, and these Doobie Brothers, John McPhee, Tom Johnston, John Cowan, and Pat Simmons. We are unplugged and totally uncut with Dave Mason. Uh, I'm good, thank you. Man, congratulations on, on Feeling All Right. This is one of the most creative, spirit-filled songs in history, and now you've taken it to a completely different level. Uh, well, yeah, I hope, well, I hope so, just as long as it was just fun was the main thing <laughs> well it, it looked like you guys were having fun i mean look at the way that sammy hagar is smiling i mean that's an honest to god sammy smile yeah yeah well and the fact that it was all done everybody had to do it in separate locations is uh, it came out surprisingly well so how is that process? How, do, how does it actually work? Because as, as listeners and fans of music, we see it happening on our, on our computer screens. But to bring it all together, is it in the same moment or do you have to go in there and blend it all together inside a production studio? No, yes, eventually it has to be put. I mean, everybody's in. Uh, it, nobody's doing all this stuff at the same time. It, 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 to get that kind of quality is impossible. Just, they haven't. Technology has not progressed that far yet, <laughs> um, so we have to um, basically. I, I put down a, a basic track of just me singing and an acoustic guitar <clears throat> first off, and then sent it to. Uh, then went to John McVie, who put some stuff on it, and Michael McDonald put his piano on it because they live near each other, uh, and his vocal. And then the track got sent to Maui. For Mick Fleetwood to put his drums on, and Pat Simmons is in Maui. Uh, I think Tommy Johnson is somewhere up in Northern California, and Sammy is around the San Francisco area. So, so no, everybody's was so everybody's in separate locations. What's so fascinating about the new version of Feeling All Right is the fact that everybody's personality from from Michael McDonald and and McPhee and and Mick Fleetwood it's it's all in there in one connected source of energy. You know, it's a, it's a song everybody knows and easy to do, um, and and so for, for 
what, the, what we were doing and the purpose of what we were trying to achieve, um, I thought it was to be appropriate way to do it. And, and there was room in there to do it the way we'd done it. Like me take a verse, Sammy sings a verse, Michael sings a verse, and then we sort of all share the last verse. And everybody's singing in the choruses, so it, it's, um, it lends itself to be able to be done that way. It did you feel like a fan of music when you were watching Sammy and even Mick on the drums and things like that? Because I mean, even though it's your song, it's your project. It's like here are these people who've all had an impact on millions of lives connected together in this one song. I know it's great. I mean, uh, the fact that they all agreed to want to do it in the first place was amazing. So, <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's got to be other songs that you're going to be putting together. Do you feel that in your heart that, they, you know, so you can invite other musicians or because it can't stop at one song. This is too incredible of a moment. <laughs> well, I, you know, trying to gather up musicians sometimes is like herding cats, okay? <laughs> so um, it's a little, I mean, right, right now this was just a one-off. I mean... And, uh, and then I've got people saying, you know, on my Facebook going, oh, this is great. When do we see the band? When do we see this band live? Yeah. So it's, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I really honestly have no idea whether I'll be able to, you know, pull, pull this off again. It might be just a one time thing. But who knows? I don't know. You got to talk to me about the strength of your voice. How have you kept it so preserved and so magical in in a time when we're all losing our voices, but you haven't? Uh, Gosh, to be honest with you, I have no idea. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I'm just just fortunate in that I have it, you know. And I I constantly, I mean, I work a lot. And... um, uh, and basically, you know, it's it, it's a it's a muscle like anything else, and you sort of it needs to be used. So, uh, and it, but I guess in a lot of it, that I'm just fortunate. I mean, the voice is still intact, but you know, the, the knees are starting to get a little painful. <laughs> 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 so now you you've watched this song grow in so many shapes since 1968 as as that creator of the song and and the originator what what's that journey been like for you to see it go through th- through this journey oh well you know i um it's amazing i mean if the song is i mean basically the, the song really the song really took on the life it took on when joe cocker did it um I mean, the point about the song is the song, what, <laughs> what, what, what probably people don't sort of realize at this point is really the song is the title's a, got a question mark to it. It's a question. And um, uh, the song's about not feeling too good myself. That's what the song's about. And it, it comes at such a perfect time because we all know what's going on with the coronavirus and, and everything else. And now, now we've got the, the, the events that have happened over in Beirut. This is, this is such a pick-me-up, but at the same time, it's also a healing song. Well, I hope so. I mean, that was just the, the basic, you know, doing it together with all these guys was a way of just, you know, putting a little something out there just to maybe, you know, break up the day, put a smile on people's faces, especially with the video. Um, uh, for those that haven't seen the video, I mean, it's really seeing it being done is what is 
has the most impact. Did did you do a video on the side to where when you know we can go back in there and watch as you guys uh, you know did the, the individual shots and stuff like that you know like a, an outtake kind of kind of tape so that we can just watch all that magic come together? Oh yeah, it's it's out there on the uh, it's on my YouTube channel for one thing, or you just go to uh, you go to DaveMasonMusic.com. Um, my website is DaveMasonMusic.com. Just go to there and it's. It's posted right on there. Yeah. Speaking of your website, we got we've got to give some love to rock our vets because a lot of our vets right now. I, I just talked about this on iHeartRadio this morning that that people that are feeling uncertainty and people that are being challenged, go sit down with a vet. They've been taught and they've learned how to work through those mountains. What what? How can we give some love to rock our vets? Well, a friend of mine have had this had this charity running for a few years, and uh, we're we're just a small. You know, charity, but but um, we're all volunteer. This basically, I have a dear friend Ted Knapp on the East Coast that basically runs this, and there's some other musicians that have lent the support. Uh, but basically, yeah, we I we support our military, and we also support all our uniform services, law enforcement, uh, fire departments, um, and we're like I said, we're. We are a small little volunteer charity. Nobody getting any salaries or anything. Everything, pretty much everything other than maybe small office supplies goes directly where it's supposed to go. But the thing is, we, you know, we're just not necessarily, not necessarily just looking for money. Uh, I mean, they, they need things, you know, uh, clothes, computer, uh, an old vehicle or something. They, they need things. To help them with their lives, and um, we try to fill a vacuum that unfortunately exists, which is a shame that the uh, that the country basically itself doesn't take care of these people. What I love about the story is that Colonel Oliver North sat down with me one day and he says, you're not a broadcaster, Arrow, until you start sharing the stories of the vets. And then to hear about about Rock Our Vets, it's like, this is exactly what North was telling me about in the, in the way that we need to be there for these vets as they have been there for us. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a, you know, I'm, I have, um, I'm, I've always been supportive. I mean, I am born in 1946. I'm English. And my my father was in the first 1914-18 war. My half-brother was driving tanks in North Africa. And, um, you know, and if, if they hadn't have been there, we'd be, uh, we'd be, I'd be out there wearing lederhosen and have a oompa band. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say that that's where the soul in your music arrives from because you, because of growing up through that period that you were able to turn those moments into music which then uh, get inside people's hearts? Uh, I don't know if it's specifically just that. You know, um, uh, just I think you have to have a passion. You know, I think you, no matter what you do, you have to have a passion for it in order, in order to, to be successful with it. So... I had a passion for it, and of course we, you know, coming out out of um, something like that. Though I was, you know, I was born at the end of it, '46. But you know, you're coming out of a Second World War, and and then suddenly there's you know rock and roll, and that's all, and all of that jazz, jazz, rock and roll, gospel. That's I mean, this is all uniquely American music. Uh, 
and um, and if I mean basically if it wasn't for if it wasn't for the music that started in America that we there wouldn't be any Led Zeppelin, Eric Clapton, Dave Mason, uh, Jeff Beck, and all the rest of us. There wouldn't be any of us. Do you ever find yourself in the southern parts of the states where that actually started with the Delta Blues and and all that kind of stuff? Oh well, well, yeah. When I first came here in '69, I mean, a lot of the guys, um, uh, especially Delaney and Bonnie. Um, I mean, I was with them for a while. A lot of the guys that are on alone together, there are a lot of a lot of there a lot of boys were from Tulsa. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, this is the roots of music over here, and we just basically, you know, we all turned on to it when we were young in England and learned from it and kind of copied it and sold it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know, you know, what's really interesting, Dave. I've, I've I've done a lot of research on on the British invasions and everything that have, that have come back over here to America. And the majority of those British invasions took place after something of tragedy happened in America. And and it's like we are perfectly ripe for another British invasion of music. Ah, well, I at this point I have I would have no idea what's going on in Britain because. I've I've lived here since 1969, so I'm <laughs> I, I you know I'm I'm a I'm I'm a um, immigrant. <laughs> I love it. Do you feel like that you were part of a super band when you were teamed up with Mick Fleetwood, Sammy Hagar, the Doobie Brothers? Uh, well, I don't know if I I mean I don't know if I look at it in those terms. I mean we we we're we're guys that are all doing we're in the same profession, and we're just friend, and we know each other. Um, so it's just you know, it's just it's just a little band of guys getting together to do. We're in the same spirit that I intended it to be, um, which is basically the same reason everybody else did it. <clears throat> it was basically just it would sort of be fun to do it and put it out there and. And, and collectively do it. Well, I'm glad you gave yourself permission to do it because there really is a positive energy about it, and then listeners now can take it forward and push it forward. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that was that's the intent. Please come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you, Dave. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. You bet. Be brilliant today, okay, sir. All right, you too. That's Play It Forward. You can listen to other conversations just like this one on three different podcasts, like it's live, unplugged and totally uncut, and view from the writing instrument, all found on every digital platform.